The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Let's have a word of prayer as we're going to go to word this morning. Father, we ask that you send your word to us as we are celebrating you today and giving thanks and rejoicing, not just for what you have done in the first half of the year, but for what you will do in the second half of the year. We ask that you speak a word in season to our hearts that will help us to walk in the realities of what you have in store for us. Grant us wisdom. Grant us illumination and understanding. Touch us one and all. Let no one that participates in this service live the same way they came. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, once again, it's our Thanksgiving service, our special media Thanksgiving service. It's a good day to stop and praise God. We are right in the middle of the year. And as we've said over in the course of this service, we are not just thanking God for the past, we are also thanking Him for the future. And it will be a better future for us. Hallelujah. We've themed this service, God is able. And I just want to share a thing or two with us um, along that um, topic this morning. Again, Thanksgiving is not just a service. Um, if the only Thanksgiving you do is when your church has Thanksgiving service, you have really missed it. You've missed it big time. And if the last time you really thank God was the last Thanksgiving service we had, and it's just today you are thanking God again, you really need to change something in the way you are living. Thanksgiving ought to be a lifestyle for you. You, you really need to know what it means to thank God. And you are living that day by day, week by week, month by month. The purpose of a Thanksgiving service is to remind you to live that way and to encourage you and to just show you how you can do it and make it a part of your life. Praise God. So I want to start this morning by um, asking each and every one of us to learn a very, very powerful lesson from the children of Israel while they were traveling through the wilderness after God delivered them from the land of Egypt. And I will start with this text this morning, Romans 15, verse 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. They were written for our learning. That we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Hallelujah. So when we read stories like this, when we look at the story of the children of Israel, um, the things that were documented in the scriptures for us was so that we can learn. And the powerful lesson I want, to, I want us to learn from their own experience today is um, that we will not make the kind of mistakes they made. I believe I said this a, a couple of weeks ago. What is happening in the world today concerning this global crisis, it's kind of how the children of Israel were walking through that wilderness journey. God had brought them out of Egypt. God had delivered them. And they were now journeying to the promised land. But they had to go through a dry wilderness. And unfortunately for many of them, that's where they fell and they failed. You will not fall and fail in this season in Jesus' name. So here we are. We are Christians. We are born again. We are children of God. God has saved us um, from sin and from the tyranny of the devil 
but we are journeying through this world onto the place where God has ordained for us. And again, I decree we will not fail and we will not fall on this journey. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 is um, um, a main focus. I want to look at that text again and I'm going to look at it a bit more closely today. I mentioned it also a few weeks. And from verses 1 to 13, Apostle Paul was teaching about the children of Israel there. And his main point was in verse 13, or his final point. No temptation, he said. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. No temptation has overtaken you um, except such as is common to man. What is going on all over the world is not peculiar to anybody. It's a global crisis. And it's not uncommon to humanity. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, it will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Hallelujah. And that was the lesson he, he wanted us to grasp from what happened to the children of Israel in that wilderness journey. They were able to overcome the temptations in the wilderness, but most of them did not. Verse 11 tells us something. All these things happened to them as examples. Examples for us. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Hallelujah. That's why I'm looking at this text today. We mentioned last Sunday that we are living in perilous times. We are living in the last days. That's why a crisis like this global pandemic is happening. It's just a sign of the times we are living. And the Bible is telling us here, if we can learn from the mistakes of the children of Israel, we will not fall or we will not fail like they did. There is no temptation that has besieged our world today that God has not made a way of escape for us. And we will escape and we will overcome in Jesus' mighty name. Um, read very carefully with me from verse 1. Um, the same text, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And he said here, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock which followed them. And that rock was Christ. Amazing. Christ was with them in the wilderness. You see, it was a type and shadow of the church today. And Christ is with us today. Hallelujah. Verse 5. But with most of them, most of them, God was not pleased. For their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. And then in verse 6 it says, Now these things became our examples. Notice that it's been repeated over and over in this story. Um, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Praise God. Um, when you read Psalm 106 verse 13, I believe the psalmist there gave us a very, very good summary of how the children of Israel made a mistake in that wilderness journey. Psalm 106 verse 13 says, watch their mistake here. And this is what we want to learn from today. This is the powerful lesson I want us to learn. Number one, he said, they soon forgot the works of God. Number two, he said, they did not wait for his counsel. This is, this is all the mistakes they made there. This way it, it comes down to. Number three, verse 14, he said, they lusted exceedingly in the wilderness. And the fourth error he said they committed is that they tested God in the desert. 
Hallelujah. My focus this morning will be on the first one. They soon forgot the works of God. Look at all the testimony the Bible told us they had. There was a cloud over them by day. There was a pillar of fire over them by night. Water came out of the rock. Christ was there with them. God sent food, manna from heaven. But as they continued in the wilderness journey and the harshness and the reality of the challenges of traveling to a wilderness begin to bear upon them, they forgot the works of God. And I hear the Spirit of God asking us today, how many of you, because of the challenges of coronavirus and all the chaos is bringing over the world, how many of you are forgetting about what God has done in your life? Praise God. And that's why I want to remind you this morning about the ability of God. Because I believe every other error that the children of Israel committed, it, it started from that main mistake. And the lesson is this, when you are going through hard times, when you are going through tough times, when you are going through a wilderness journey, you are saved quite all right, you are a child of God, but then harsh realities are facing you. One of the best things you can do, one of the wisest things you can do, we're going to be talking about wisdom all through this month, is to start rehearsing all over again what God has done for you. Hey, he delivered me from the grip of Pharaoh, brought me out of the house of bondage. Water came out of the rock for us. When you are going through hard times, hard times, Somebody at this time should be remembering how God brought you through, through school. Maybe you had a very tough time going through school. How God provided for you in your darkest hour of need. The last trouble that God delivered you from. You should be remembering and be rehearsing the works of God in your life. And be reminding yourself, God is able. The God that brought me through the problems of yesterday, He will deliver me from the challenges I face today and the ones to come tomorrow. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. So I want to give us some deeper understanding this morning about the ability of God. And I want to take it on three different levels. Understanding the ability of God on three different levels or three different dimensions. When we say God is able, what do we mean? On one level, this is the first one. God is able to give you peace in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. And here what we are talking about is the salvation of God. This is how Hebrews 7.25 puts it. Therefore, he, talking about God, is able to save. Can I hear somebody declare out loud where you are right now? God is able to save me. Say it one more time. God is able to save me. Say it for the last time. God is able to save me. Hallelujah. In the midst of this global pandemic and all the chaos it's causing in the world, God is able to save us to the uttermost. He is able to save to the uttermost those who come to him, those who come to God through him. Hallelujah. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. He's telling us that Jesus can save us. And he's not just saving us from sin. He's saving us from everything we need to be saved from. Um, we all are familiar with the story in Mark chapter 4 from verse 35. When Jesus asked the disciples to go over to the other side. It's sort of like the way we have crossed over to the other side of 2020 now. And verse 35, the Bible tells us, on the same day when even had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Glory be to God. And we are familiar with the story. The Bible said a huge storm arose as they were traveling to the other side. And of course, the disciples were afraid and they were wondering, 
They came to wake Jesus up. Master, Master, do you not care that we perish? And in verse 39, the Bible records, He arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, these powerful words that ring from eternity to eternity, that saved them on that day in the sea, and is still saving people till today. Peace be still. Hallelujah. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And I speak those words over somebody today, someone that there's turmoil, turmoil in your house, in your business, in your family, in your marriage, concerning your health. Peace be still. How can I say that? I know that Jesus is able to save you. God is able to save you. I love what verse 41 says in that text. Matthew, Mark 4, verse 41. Mark chapter 4, verse 41. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, and this is reverence for God. They had reverence for God. Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? He is able to save us from every storm that comes against us in life. Hallelujah. He can give us peace. In the midst of the storm. John 14, 27. Peace I live with you. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Glory be to God. I have to move on because of time. John 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you. That in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Coronavirus may come. In the world, you may have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I am able to save you from coronavirus. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. So I prophesy over everyone under the sound of my voice again this morning. In this season, God will grant you comfort and consolation in the name of Jesus. No matter the challenges that you are facing or the difficulty, God will grant you comfort and consolation. He will grant you restoration with compensation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he is able to give us peace in the midst of the storm. He's able to save us from the storm. And the main key you have to grasp here is you need to believe this. You need to believe it. No matter what's going on around me, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is able to save me. The children of Israel, that were in that wilderness church, when the harshness of the reality of the desert started manifesting, they forgot that God was able to save them. They forgot the works of God. That will never be your story in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So Isaiah 51, verse 3 says, The Lord will comfort Zion. Hallelujah. I prophesy over you again, God will comfort you in this season. He will comfort all our waste places. He will make our wilderness like Eden and our desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40 verse 1. I have to move because of time. Comfort. Yes, comfort. My people says your God is able to save us from the trouble. Number two thing we should know when we say God is able is this. God is able to meet all our needs and grant us all our desires. Not only is he able to save us, you know, you, you've seen people, they went through chaos and they just barely made it and came out. And that was a great deliverance. They were saved from that trouble. And that is good. But it's also important to know that not only can God save you from trouble, save you from whatever, from the storm or whatever, 
after he has saved you from the storm, every need in your life is able to meet it. And not only to meet your needs, he can grant you your heart's desires. And here I'm talking about the generosity of God. The generosity of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able. You keep seeing that phrase. He is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Praise God. He will meet your needs and he will give you excess so that you can be a blessing to other people. God is able to do that. Glory be to God. Philippians 4.19 My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And then Psalm 20 verse 4 says, we read this text last week. May God grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. So he can meet your needs. You will not run out in this season in Jesus' name. They, you, your house will not be dry of food to eat in the name of Jesus. He can meet your needs. He can also grant you your heart's desires. He can bless you with a new house. Hallelujah. Bless you with a new car. Bless you with anything you desire. That is another ability God has. And it talks about his generosity. Praise God. At the beginning of this year, God gave us this word. I want to remind everyone, now that we've come six months into the year, now that all kinds of things have happened, I want you to know that the word of God still stands sure. Genesis 24 verse 1, talking about Abraham. Now, Abraham was old well advanced in age, and God had blessed Abraham in all things. Glory be to God. God told us at the beginning of this, 20, this year, 2020, this is the decade, starting from this year, that God will bring you to this dimension of blessing where you are blessed in all things. Your marriage is blessed, your career is blessed, your ministry is blessed, finances blessed, your health blessed, your children blessed, your relationships blessed, your academics blessed, all things. Why? God is able to meet all our needs and grant us all our heart's desires. Praise God. And listen to me, the key to walking in this realm and enjoying this dimension of God's ability is to trust God. Particularly in times like this. Trust God while you are going through your tough challenges. Not only will he save you from the crisis, you will have more than enough and you will have overflow. You need to learn to be declaring things like Psalm 30, 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That ought to be your confession in times like this. Trusting God. Though you are walking through the valley of shadow of death, you are declaring, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalm 84 verse 11. For the Lord is a son and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing, hallelujah. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Praise God. Look at Psalm 37 with me, verses 25 to 26. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed or his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful, verse 26. He learns. Why? God meets his needs. God gives him excess. And then he learns, and his descendants are forever blessed. And you can enjoy that realm of God's ability. When you trust God. Let me hear somebody shout, I trust God. No matter what I'm going through, I trust God. No matter how tough it seems or how difficult it looks, I trust God. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 34, verses 8 to 10. Psalm 34. Oh, taste and see 
that the Lord is good. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like running when I read that. The Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you saints. There is no want to those that fear him. Like we taught last month, fear him there is talking about walking in his love. The young lions, they lack and suffer hunger. Verse 10. But those that seek the Lord shall lack no good thing. That will be your story in this season in Jesus' name. No good thing. Anything you need and anything you desire that is in line with God's will for you. So I decree over you. You are not just going to survive through this global crisis. Praise God. You will thrive. And you will overflow in Jesus' mighty name. And I'm not just talking money. Overflow of joy, overflow of peace, overflow of health. You will have more than enough to lay hands on the sick so that they will recover. Why? God is able to meet your needs and grant you all of your heart's desires. Praise God. Quickly, let's look at the third realm. So the first realm is, is saving us from trouble, saving us from sin, saving us from crisis, anything we need to be saved from. Number two, is able to meet all our needs and give us excess. And number three, and very, very few people walk in this one. But please watch it. It's right there in the scriptures. Is able to do exceedingly abundantly or exceedingly above all you can ask or think. This is not talking about meeting needs now. This is not talking about granting your heart's desires. He's saying above your desire. So in this dimension, we are talking about the excessiveness of God. God is not just generous. He is excessive. Excessive. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. You see, what you are asking or thinking is your desire. He is telling you that God can exceed your desires. He has that ability. He can save you from what you need to be saved from, give you peace in the midst of a storm. He can meet your needs and grant your heart's desires. Then he's much more than all that. He can exceed all of your heart's desires. Oh, hallelujah. Above all, we can ask or think according to his power, the power that works in us. This is the realm God was discussing with about Abraham. You read that story, Genesis 15 verse 5. God brought him outside of the tent and he said, Look now towards the heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. Abraham was just looking for one child. God said, look, it's not just one I can give you. That was Abraham's need or even his desire. God said, I can give you more children than the stars in the sky. And God told him those words. And the Bible told us in Romans chapter 4, Abraham held on to those words. So shall your seed be. He said to him, so shall your seed be. That became Abraham's confession. Everywhere you met him, when you say, hey, good morning, Abraham, you say, so shall my seed be. Referring to what God told him. That's what you do. Praise God. Genesis 22 God repeated similar thing again. Verse 17. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven. And now added this. As the sand which is on the seashore. Hallelujah. If you can count the sand on the seashore. That is excessive. For someone that is looking for one child. Sand on the seashore. Said your descendants shall possess the gates of the enemies. That's the God we serve. Hallelujah. That's the God we serve. 
And you know that blessing wasn't just for Abraham. One day in the place of meditation, God showed David the same kind of promise. And I'm telling you, it's your promise as well. Because the same way God was excessive to Abraham, God is also excessive to you. If you will want to walk in this dimension. Verse 17, Psalm 139. Listen to David's revelation here. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them. Just watch how excessive God is. If I can count them, your thoughts towards me, they will be more in number than the sand. I mean, honestly, if God has 100,000 thoughts towards me, I'm sure that will meet my expectation. But he said it's more than the sand. Praise God. Let me close here this morning. The key to walking in this dimension of God's ability is power. You see that in that Ephesians 3.20, according to the power that works in us. But it's not just power, and I think it's a major lesson we all need to learn. It's power and purpose. The Amplified brings that out clearer. Let's look at that text again in Amplified Translation. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who by and in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose, hallelujah, and do superabundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. It's a combination of us tapping into his power. And we're going to do that this morning as we pray. This second half of 2020, glory be to God. You're going to walk in divine power like you've never walked in it before. We're going to pray it out. The Bible says when we pray, we make power available. But it's not just his power aligning to his purpose. Check scriptures. All the people that saw this dimension of God doing excessive things in their lives, whether it's Abraham we are talking about, or David we are talking about, or Solomon, or Daniel, or Joseph, they align themselves with God's purpose. That's what the power is for. And they walked in divine purpose. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands with me this morning and just begin to declare where you are. God is able. God is able. God is able. He's able to save me. He's able to save me from whatever the chaos that I'm going through. He's able to meet my needs. Hallelujah. And grant me my heart's desires according to his riches and glory. And he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above my prayers. He's able. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him and begin to declare in the second half of 2020, I'm not walking in my ability. I'm walking in God's ability. I'm walking in divine ability. I'm walking in divine ability. Come on, make that your confession this morning. I'm walking in divine ability. Abraham could not have a child in himself, but he tapped into God's divine ability. Glory be to God. And God is going to do the same thing for you in this season. Walking in divine ability. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. Thank him in advance. That divine ability is what is going to guide you and lead you all through 2020. Give him praise this morning. In the name of Jesus. Just before we begin to pray and activate the power of God this morning, I want to give an opportunity to, opportunity to anyone that may be joining us that is not yet born again. You've not yet surrendered your life to Jesus. I want you to do that this morning. God loves you. Hallelujah. And God is able to save you. No matter what you've done in the past, he's able to save you. He has that ability. So pray this simple prayer with me. Say, dear God in heaven, 
I acknowledge this morning I am a sinner in need of salvation. Lord Jesus, come on, invite him into your heart this morning. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Save me from my sin. And I boldly declare this morning that I'm born again. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' mighty name. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.